Good evening, and welcome to Mile High Podcast. As always, we're your hosts tonight. We'll be telling you tales of drugs, pop culture, and using the word fuck a lot. Now remember, marijuana can be dangerous. Don't hurt yourself or your loved ones, but subscribe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to actually what is the second episode of the Mile High Podcast. You Don't look around, you're like, where is that first episode? Well, that first episode, like many episodes of Doctor Who, has got lost in the ether because quite honestly, we got super high and erased it. So, the only people who were able to hear it were my co-host Dave and uh, Chris, who is normally with us. Uh, he won't be with us this week. He, uh, for the next couple weeks, he is on an assignment outside of the country right now. Uh, we have Nancy Wilson with us instead of uh, Chris. Hi, Nancy. Welcome to the Mile High Podcast. Hello. Hello. All right. Um, so we're going to kind of do what we did last time. We're, you, you didn't hear it, so it doesn't matter. It'll all sound new to you. So welcome to the second episode of the Mile High Podcast. My name is James Thomas, and with me are... Two of my oldest friends, my co-host David Hawkins, Hello. and probably, hey Dave, and uh, Nancy Wilson, who is a very dear friend of mine as well. Um, you may be wondering why we call this a podcast versus a podcast, and for that I am going to pass it over to Dave, Mr. Hawkins. Alright, so it's unfortunate that we lost that first one because it was really fucking hilarious. And it's exactly what we're trying to do. It is a, uh, you know, My High Podcast is a lighthearted, episodic podcast centered around two themes, high-quality marijuana and pop culture conversation. Um, this idea was derived from when I was growing up and smoking ditch weed with my friends. Uh, we would sit in a circle and just shoot the shit about everything from, like, movies, comics, music, um, science, politics. And, like, the more high we got, the more fucked up our conversations went. And they were hilarious, and it has stayed with me for the, my entire life. So, the Mile High Podcast is basically a high-tech version of the Weed Circle from when I was growing up. It's basically just an excuse to smoke weed. Yeah, so each themed episode will start off with us describing the weed that we're smoking, who we're getting it from, um, basically all it is. Right now, we've already started smoking. Um, we're smoking out of a pipe. And this one in particular is West Coast Sour Diesel. And I bought it at Reefer Madness, which those of you with an astute ear will recognize the theme song from the beginning of our intro. So that's what we're starting with. Dave, what did you bring with us today? Today we are smoking Eagle Scout. It's a hybrid indica and sativa from Rocky Road in Aurora, Colorado. I've been to Rocky Road a few times. It's, it's all right. <laughs> it's that's a, a, that's a, a ringing endorsement. It's we're trying to sell advertising here. Not to like, Rocky Road, we're yeah. not. All right, they're Mr. Rocky Road. Chambers of Mexico, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah, no. Okay, yeah. so we just won't play episode two for the guy who owns Rocky Road in right. case we're trying to get advertising. We're, we're, we'll just skip past this part. He doesn't need to hear it. That can be edited out in post. Yeah, we can edit out. James it's, doesn't live in Aurora anyway. No, I'm not an Aurora guy. My, my weed comes strictly from Denver or the Thornton area. Um, is Thornton weed better than Aurora weed? Is your no, quite frankly, if I'm being honest, if I'm in Aurora and I'm buying weed, I'm buying it from Lightshade at I Live in Buckley. Big fan of Lightshade, I Live in Buckley. They have a great... But that's because you know the bud tenders. I do know all the bud tenders there. <laughs> yeah. I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of that. But yeah, they, they do good joints. <laughs> I find, I, I gotta be honest, I find Rocky Road's prices 
a little weird sometimes. They don't do a lot of discounts. But their joints do not get sticky at the end. Right, right. They don't have that burn. So, Rod, you know what? If you do end up listening to this, do discounts. Even if we don't think that you're getting discounts. Or just give us discounts. Just give us a discount. Right. We, uh, you know, advertise with us and sponsor our show, and then we will love you forever. Speaking of that, uh, like I said before, Chris, who is normally our third co-host, is out of the country on assignment. He should have some things to talk about when he gets back. So it's going to be about four weeks till we hear from Chris. Nancy was nice enough to sit in with us tonight. Um, but if you're listening and you're in the Denver area and you are trying to promote something or you just like smoking weed, uh, email us and we will uh, see if we can get you on the show with us and maybe as our third guest. Dave has the emails memorized. <laughs> I have no idea where they are. So Dave, what uh, are our emails? So the emails are redbeard at milehighpodcast.net. James at milehighpodcast.net, Chris at milehighpodcast.net, and our overall email is stuffwemessedup at milehighpodcast.net. So, if, if you want to tell us that we fucked up a lot, if you want to tell us how stupid we are, how hilarious we are, you know, stuff we messed up, or just direct it to James himself. Yes, yes, I, I love nasty emails. It's as good as actual comments. Uh, yeah. If you send in good ones, you could do a whole segment of reading them. Right, no, uh, of good ones, probably not, but I bet I could do a whole segment no, of I nasty good, emails. Bad ones. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. So if you want to... Get wanna creative, get people. Right, if you have something you need to say, if you want to sell your... Uh, you know, if, you, if you're in a band and you want to sell your band, if you, I don't know, make things, your Etsy shop, who the hell knows? If you're a realtor who really wants to sell the stoners, we're the show that you want to be on. <laughs> and if we like your shit, you know, we'll invite you to be a co-host because, you know, it's more fun. The more the merrier here. Right. So, uh, don't mind the coughing. I know coughing is such a no-no when you're doing actual podcasts, but... This this one should have coughing. If you're it's not theater having, of the mind. Right, exactly. It frees it. And the reminder of these emails, because we say this a lot, and so the email is potcast. P-O-T-C-A-S-T, and please, no dick pics. No dick pics. I mean, unless it's extremely impressive, and then we absolutely <laughs> yeah, want to see it. We can't, like, steal it off the internet, like right. Google dick pics or something. Like, it has we, to be your own. Right, we know internet dicks. We'll, we'll see it, and we'll be like, no, that's, that's yeah. just a... All no, dick pics will be put it. on the Facebook right. page, just so you know. Right, exactly. Um, so, we're, the time frame that we're doing it in right now just happens to be during D23, which those of you who did not hear the last show, or the test show Dave and I did... I uh, have no idea, but Disney is one of my go-tos, one of my uh, expertises, let's say. So D23, for those of you who don't know, it is the Disney fandom. Basically, what they do is every two years they have a convention, much like Comic-Con and everything, where they release their newest information. We will be discussing some of the things that got established at D23, but before we go there... We're going to start off completely away from Disney, believe it or not, because so much of it, I think, is going to be covered in Disney. We're going to go to Netflix, and this is something that uh, David brought to my attention uh, earlier in the week, and I know that he is a huge fan of the man who's taking over this show. Uh, Kevin Smith will be making uh, all-new He-Man for Netflix, right? That's correct. He's going to be the executive producer. He's already hired a team of writers. Um, he's pulled some from that are doing DC Universe stuff, some that are doing like Carnival Row and uh, Castle Rock with Stephen King. Uh, one of his co-writers is a dude that he does a podcast called uh, Fat Man Beyond with. 
And, you know, I, I think I'm excited. I used to watch He-Man. I played more with the toys than I watched the shows, but I, like, I watched the fucking awful Dolph Lundgren movie. I, you know, played with all the toys. I had fucking Castle Grayskull. I also Man, I had like, Castle Grayskull. That was the, that's the one that you wanted is Castle Grayskull because it was one of the coolest toys. I did. I truly did play with the toys more than I watch the show, but He-Man is pretty set up. What about you, Nancy? Are were you a He-Man girl? Oh, no. No, <laughs> I was not. I was a pretty girly girl. I joined the pop culture revolution much later in life. But I have to ask, is this live action or animated? It's animated, and it's actually going to follow the original series, so it's going to be a direct continuation instead of just like an all-new series. Kind of like the She-Ra where I, don't, I never watched Shira, so I can't really tell you if it's a continuation. But it's, you know, Shira's a completely different style. It has you know different music, and it, I think it kind of separates itself from the original material. Whereas this He-Man is a direct. I watched a little bit of Shira. I watched Jim. That was my Gem. pop culture from back then. Huh. Jim is definitely pop culture. Uh, here's is the thing about a is there a Jim movie? Was yeah, it the Britney Spears bomb. movie? I didn't even watch it. No. It I, bombed really bad. Yeah, it did bomb really bad. Although... I can't imagine why. Well, here's yeah. a strange cutaway from that, though. Josie and the Pussycats is an amazingly wonderful movie. It, just, uh, like, movies where girls are dressed in miniskirts and tank tops. Like, I, I do like girls in miniskirts and tank tops, but it's this is a really... It's a really clever movie. It's it's really worth your it's really worth your time. It's it's uh, as far as comic movies go, it at the time that it was brought out, which I want to say like two thousand seven. I, I have access to the internet, but I'm not going to look it up. But I'm going to say two thousand seven. I'm comfortable. Two thousand five, two thousand seven. Really, really smart. Really clever. Good use of comic book movie. One of my favorite comic book movies that's not like in Marvel MCU because they're they blow me out of the water. Um, Scott Pilgrim vs the World. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. I was just watching really it. It's my son's favorite movie, and it's made by Edgar Wright. So the same dude that does like Shaun of the Dead did Baby Driver. Really creative fucking movie. Uh, follows the material, which is super uh, inventive in the first place. Um, just it's so so much fun to watch. Like that's one of those movies that I can turn on at any time, and I'm fucking couch locked for the rest of the day. I, I'm definitely a fan of that movie. It, it it didn't necessarily catch me the first viewing. I mean, it caught me as far as like, oh, that was a neat movie. But I didn't appreciate it the first time I viewed it. But it has some things in it that I really like, including <coughs> Brandon Roth, who those of you who follow super or comic book movies knows played Superman. Uh, uh, also has Brie Larson, who is now Captain Marvel. Ooh, it also she, yeah, she yeah she plays the singer that broke uh, little Scott's heart. Yes. So that's right. We have Brie Larson and uh, we have Brandon Roth. Brandon Roth also <coughs> it plays the Atom on Marvel's, uh, or not Marvel's, DC's Legends of Tomorrow and Arrow. Yeah. In the yeah. Arrowverse, yeah. And he's reprising his role as Superman for the Crisis on Infinite Earths. <laughs> Which is going to be super cool. Here's the thing about that. There's a couple other people that you can bring in here. I would love to see Dean Cain come back oh, in yeah, and for- play uh, Dean Cain and Terry Hatcher, Lois and Clark. Think, oh, what a brilliant thing they could do. Uh, Smallville. Tom Wellington <coughs> was a really good Superman. He did, Crisis on Infinite Earth would be perfect with him. They also had an actor, and all this stuff is done from memory. So I don't know the guy who played Green Arrow on the Smallville show, but Smallville itself had a Green Arrow. Quote. I was gonna yell Steamer now. <laughs> you and you would have been right for the other show. <laughs> for the other show, but you just say Green Arrow. That's all I think of. Right, but there's a there's a guy on Smallville who established it for like three seasons. Now they may not show any more Smallville because Chloe uh, 
whatever her last name oh, is. Oh, yeah, her whole... Right, Allison Mack. Six Allison right Mack. I'm, I'm uh, thinking of a different person. Yeah, Allison Mack does the... Yeah, she got... She was from Smallville, right? She yeah. was the one that just got convicted yeah. of uh, sex trafficking or something like that. Yeah, sex cult. it's like a weird sex cult where she would, like, lure in these girls... And they tell her, tell the girls things like, you're going to get this tattoo to prove that you're devoted to this group, not to this dude necessarily. And then, like, they would torture these women together. It was weird. Yeah. But Sex Cult, awesome name for a band. So, yeah. It would be a very good name for a band. Unless would... you're Allison Mack. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That'd be too much on the nose. Um, okay, so, yeah, here's the thing. I will give Kevin Smith this. I think he has proven repeatedly to be a very, very smart director. Um, although his original Superman story, if you ever hear I have you... Oh, the movie? The movie. Yeah. The movie that did not oh, yeah. get made with Nicolas There's Cage. There's a, a fucking great documentary. Um, I think it's just like, you know, the dead Superman, death of Superman or something like that. Um, and it's all about the Superman that died. And uh, fucking like Tim Burton was going to direct it. Nicolas Cage was going to be Superman. Oh, this was a Kevin Smith well, Ke- they was hired Kevin. To- yeah, they yeah. hired Kevin Smith to write the script, and he did, and he quit because the main producer wanted him to put a giant fucking spider right. into the script that had never existed. He's like, I'm not going to write a big fucking spider. Like Why? Kevin Smith is a huge because the dude wants a big fucking spider in his movie, and he's he producing it. And so he's he producing it. Yeah. yeah. So Kevin Smith bows out. Somebody else writes it, but then it fucking dies, and then that dude who's the producer. <laughs> Ends up uh, producing Wild Wild West and with he uses and he's used a big fucking spider in it. He just got coked out one night and was like, "I'm gonna put a big spider in a movie. It's gonna be great. And it's gonna be, be fucking spider. I know how I'm gonna build a spider. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm making a robot spider. Right? Who needs he fucking? Just, he lived his dream. Good job. <laughs> he did. He's living his best life. <laughs> he, he, he making spiders. Well, and it was weird because I think I, I if I remember the story right, he bought the rights to Superman like. Out of the blue, like it was, it was one of those things that it, it you know, pre-internet days where like if you just knew information, it was much more convenient for you because you're not going to get an email. So Superman's rights had came up, the rights to the film version of Superman had came up, and I want to say Warner Brothers, <coughs> maybe I don't know who has the Paramount. Somebody has the right to the original Superman movie, Sony. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. We'll just keep naming ones. The video, you know, right. a movie studio. So. But they, they lost uh, the rights to the movie, and this producer just bought it. So they kind of were bound by what he wanted to do in the Superman series, and so they just never got made. But he caught it in like a really small window, which is crazy. Hmm. So And Tim Burton said that Nicolas Cage was amazing. Like, Nicolas the, Cage was going to be Spider-Man? Superman. No, Superman. Just, sorry, you said Spider earlier. Did I? No, because the guy was bringing in a spider. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so um, <laughs> they did like... A bunch of test scenes and shit, and with the suit and everything, he said that like, he was amazing. He's like this long fucking hair. You like, have you ever seen Con Air? Where he's like, he's that dude with the long hair, and he kept yeah. that same fucking long hair for Superman. I find nothing amazing about Nicolas Cage. Yeah. I, oh, which is weird. I there's some Nicolas. Don't get me wrong. There's some Nicolas Cage movies that I absolutely adore. I think Face Off is a great movie. Be in spite every Nicolas Cage movie that I think is great, I will end with in spite of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> The Rock is a great movie in spite of Nicolas Cage. You know my favorite Nicolas Cage movie? National Treasure. No, it's Raising Arizona. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably that one because of Nicolas Cage. There's one great movie that's absolutely really good because of Nicolas Cage. Yeah, you on your head. No. uh, He put out a horror movie. I think it was either last year or the year before. It's called Mandy. It's just like this weird fucking um, movie where his 
girlfriend, love of his life, gets killed by these guys with a chainsaw, and then he just, like, fucking loses his mind and goes on this crazy revenge spree. And he is unbelievable in that fucking movie. And that movie is one of my favorite horror movies now, and I'm, I watch horror movies all the time. And one of my favorite horror movies, because Nicolas Cage is so fucking good, is this dude going off for bloody revenge. And it's such a fucked up movie. Interesting. That's so if you guys watch scary movies, that is I a huge like recommendation. Yeah. I'll have to check out I'll have to check out that. Yeah. Nicolas Cage is a weird cat. Nicolas Cage already has his uh uh Liam bought in New Orleans. Because yeah. I was just down there a few months ago and one of the things is he has a pyramid in a in a graveyard that he already bought. It's the future resting place of Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage actually bought it. So he's it's gonna it's be built. I love it even more now. You just said that. Uh, you'll, then you're really gonna love this, Dave, because he also has on his own hunted for the Holy Grail. I mean, there is documentation, and once we have the page ready, I will link everybody articles about this. But it's uh, there's documentation. He went on his own hunts for the Holy Grail. A lot of research. He went to that church that everybody goes to in like Southern England, where they are supposed to have the Grail. But, uh, yeah, he, he as a person, as Nicolas Cage, just being a dude, went on a hunt for the Holy Grail. I like when, like, actors and musicians and shit just, like, have this weird second life. Like, Tom DeLonge from Blink-182 is a huge UFO um, believer. And he is um, paying, like, millions of dollars to fund this institute that is legitimately going out to investigate UFO sightings and shit. And what they have done is, like... The uh, the government has instructed the Navy to start, like, um, reporting when they have UFOs reported and going back and unclassifying all these other reports of um, unidentified flying objects in the sky. Like, they scrubbed all that shit from history, and now the Navy's reporting, like, all, you know, astronauts, fighter pilots, cargo planes. They've all seen these uh, UFOs, and now it's unclassified. And Tom DeLonge from Blink-22 has helped spearhead all that shit. Interesting. interesting. Yeah, and Bernie Sanders even said that if he becomes president, uh, he will um, release any kind of UFO-related material. Yeah, Bernie Sanders is going to say anyone, anything to anyone to be elected president. There was a time where I thought that <laughs> That man, is not what this show was no, about. No, I know, but, I, but I, okay. just, I could just see, like, I, yeah... I will release everything. I'll let the top 1% no longer keep their secrets. <laughs> yeah. You want free guacamole from Chipotle? You get free guacamole from Chipotle. Everybody gets a little something. Yeah. He's like old white Oprah. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He is. He, he, he's a character. That's the great thing about life. You get health insurance. And you get health insurance. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a character. You love characters. You know, like there are certain characters you can't write. Speaking of characters, weird tangent. By the way, we constant weird tangent. tangent. Yeah, constant weird tangent. Yeah, I think we stayed on. I think we started talking about Disney and Kevin Smith, and no, we, so we specifically we haven't touched Disney. We were we're almost getting there, but characters, <laughs> the Bernie Sanders, the Santa character. Here's a weird thing that happened to me. You know how you said you sit down and you'd watch Scott Pilgrim no matter what, and it had when it's on. The other night, I needed background noise, so I was like, I'm just gonna put on The Office oh, as the background oh, absolutely. noise. Absolutely, yeah, and so. But the next thing happened is, like, I was like, all right, I want to watch something else. I've seen The Office a bunch of times, so I'll just watch something else. But then I sat down, and I was like, well, I'm going to finish this episode because it's, like, halfway over. And literally, it was, like, three hours later, and I was still watching The Office. And <laughs> the writing on there is great, but by God, Steve Carell yeah. as Michael Scott is probably one of the best 
characters yeah. that TV has ever had. That's 100%, dude. I would say <coughs> top five. Yeah. You know, I've been watching TV for 40 years now. Mm. And legitimately top five best characters I've ever seen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, and then right. when he left, there is such a decline in quality in that show. It's right. like, yeah, we'll watch Robert all the way California up. And that, in the way that, boring. you know, yeah, and the way they sent him off with Holly and shit. Like, right. You know, it's two different shows from when, you know, What's-His-Face fucking took over. I watched Dude him. from, uh, hot, what was it? The James Hangover. Man. Is that because it was based on the British thing and maybe that, because British shows don't stay on, like, multiple, multiple seasons like the that. First, so maybe they did their own. The, literally, the first season was basically a shot-for-shot remake for the British show, but that the, that first season, and here's the American problem. Is that you're right? British shows are quick; they make it happen, and, and to- that There's was a story arch, and they yeah. get it done in three or four seasons, which is manageable. And then they move on to a whole new story. A whole new yeah, story. yeah. This was a two, and I think that was a two. I think the original Office in Britain had two episodes or two seasons, oh. so it was condensed into that. one season. Uh, and then after that, they had to continue out the characters, and they they did a great job. Season three, by the way, probably the best season of the Office. It's super funny. It's it's when they merge uh, the two branches granton and the one that jim went away to it's just it's the these are people who know the top epitome of their characters including uh steve carell who i just think is funny as shit and what's even more incredible is like so much of it it was improvised yeah like steve carell that's all improvisation (laughs) improvisation improvisation yeah he's he's very impressive like he's very talented and it seems almost natural for him like and he's one of those older actors that did not come out until he was uh, older. I mean, one of he, his early movies was Forty Year Old Virgins. Yeah, I think he was like forty three when he made that yeah. or something. He was not. He was not a young man. But uh, yeah, okay. That uh, enough of those tangents. One of the I don't know whose weed is kicking the ass. It's one of it's either the Eagle Scout or the West Coast Sour Diesel. So it's like a fifty fifty. You know, <laughs> right. It's a proposition here. Right. The point is, is weed is good. So if you're a dispensary or if you make. Marijuana products or even <laughs> CBD products, which kind of suck when you don't buy them at a dispensary. But if you make them and you need advertising desperately, we'll even advertise for CBD products. But marijuana dispensaries and marijuana, uh, fucking shit. Oh, marijuana dispensaries and people who make marijuana stuff. <laughs> <laughs> marijuana products that's very specific yeah you? yeah so reach out to us so that's that's the plug in the middle of the show okay so we have to go to disney then um and before we hit what's happening in d23 which is a lot uh what i want to talk about is uh spider-man and sony man man my heart is breaking <laughs> breaking can you hear my heart breaking i i can hear your heart breaking yeah sony's tough sony this was a uh this is an interesting play by Sony. And I think well, it was just out of play. Well, I don't know, man. Disney comes up and, you know, flops their big dick on and say, we're Disney and we make billion dollar movies. And, you know, you have done okay with Spider-Man, but we've really taken Spider-Man to the next level. So, right. you know, we want more of that fucking sweet Spider-Man cash. Um, but it was fucking ballsy for Sony to be like, fuck no. You know, we like our deal. So... You know, good for Sony for keeping to their guns. They don't owe Disney a goddamn thing. I don't know. I respect Sony's decision. I get it. I think it's a dumb move because Disney's huge. And they own the rest of Marvel is a problem. So I get them wanting more money because they're going to give up other characters into that movie if Sony works with them. Yeah, I think the best argument, I mean, it comes down to this. Realistically, 
Sony needs the MCU far, or Spider-Man needs the MCU far more than MCU truly needs Spider-Man. Because what are they going to do? They can just literally take whatever they're going to do with Spider-Man and drop Wolverine in that position. And then everybody's like, oh, fuck yeah, Wolverine's the shit. You know, <laughs> that may, really, I mean, think about it. There's a billion of Fantastic Four will take over whatever Spider-Man story is going to do. Spider-Man needed the rest of the MCU. The, and it's sad for that kid who plays him because he Tom is, Holland yeah I liked him a lot He'll, he still has another contract for at least another movie with Sony but I haven't seen the second movie but what I do know is that a lot of a lot of things are set up that makes you think there's going to be a third movie that are going to be Avengers or at least MCU heavy which they can't do now now I have heard discussions that they're, they're finding a middle ground and it'll well, probably be really you know, quick this is you know my take on it is so um, Sony knows that they're going to end up having to renegotiate this deal anyway. Right. So, you know, it's tip- it's you know typical negotiation. Start with your highest fucking offer. Pretend you're going to walk away from your table and then get back in and make a deal because you know you're going to have to end up paying Marvel and Marvel knows that they're going to end up having to renegotiate. So this is just Sony's coming back like you're asking for way too much shit, but let's negotiate it smaller because I know we're going to lose it anyway. And I think this is kind of a, a big kerfuffle for nothing. I think, you know, it's you know kind of dramatic, but I guarantee in like two weeks, like, oh, a new, de- new deal's been reached by sure. Sony and Marvel, and, you know, Marvel's only going to do 33% or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, they were I'm not too concerned, but, you know, concerned a little bit. They were getting like 5% of first day sales is all they were getting. Or yeah, like, I think they get 5% of the total gross and then they get all the merchandising rights. Yeah, So well, that's a big amount of money as it is, but yeah. they want to you know, split the cost of financing 50% and take in 50% of everything. <laughs> yeah. So, hmm. you know. It's because Disney's a beast. And I know people who hate that shit. I love that shit. I love that shit. Because here's the thing. If you do things to quality... Then by all means, be the ones who do them. You know what I mean? That's really like if you make some people very much love the Beatles, you know, or you know, you guys are definitely more music than I am. Are you David. comparing the Beatles to Disney? I'm saying, I'm saying if you make if you're a person if you're a band that makes quality music, why don't you just keep making music and why don't you own a good portion of the music for that time? Disney makes a good quality product. Yeah, but I think the people. That have an issue with it are more concerned about it appears greedy to them. Yeah. It is greedy. Yeah. But well, it's also Disney's greedy, but they're a corporation. You know, their whole existence job. is to be greedy. So that's why they're putting out all you know the remakes. Right. It's not because they're trying to break any kind of artistic, um, uh, like Renaissance or try to add really anything to our culture. They're just we have, we have this cool new technology we didn't have twenty years ago. Right. You know, we want to introduce to new generation in a style that they're more familiar with. And so let's make a bunch of money. We don't have to do hardly any work. Right. Um, but they, and they're really good. Not, they don't put out shitty products. The Lion King was great. Aladdin was great. Yeah. Um, they're not breaking any, you know, kind of cultural ground. It's just, it's a fun movie. That, but then they do. I mean, on other pretty, aspects, but ever other areas where they own. I mean, Pixar Pixar breaks cultural ground like repeatedly. You don't you think? Like, yeah, but they fight for the name Pixar because they don't want to be really lumped in with Disney. You know, right. they want Pixar like no, this is a Pixar movie. This is not a. It's a Disney movie. Like Frozen. Yeah. Well, they do, well, they do the same thing with uh, 
they do the same thing with uh, Lucas with Star Wars. They don't make it. They don't, Disney does not take a huge image of it. They do the same thing with Marvel. They take a backseat. But these and are all, it's still Lucasfilm though, yeah. and they're selling it under Lucasfilm. Absolutely. But the movies that are under the name Disney, like the Frozen's of the world, and uh, I'm losing Aladdin's, Lion King's, and shit. You know, their their animation studio, I think, is definitely breaking ground. Right. Um, it's just the movies that Disney is so well known for that they've made their name for. It's kind of lost its cultural significance from a point of like they're not breaking ground. They're not, you know, you know, saying making a statement that you know maybe challenging the status quo. It's just Lion King again. Yeah, but and here's the thing: I love Disney movies, but if you really if you run the '90s and uh, early 2000s live action Disney movies their animation was always their strong part their their movies were, were alright but outside of Honey I Shrunk the Kids think of another really Disney a, a huge blockbuster live action Disney movie in the 90s and early 2000s they, they weren't making it wasn't like they were always making great things at least in this one they're making an interesting enough product that sells to people and they're making a shit ton of money doing it and that allows them to keep doing other things and since they want to sell their product, you know what they do? They hire they, they hire the stoners and the nerds and they're like, Ken Feige, come run Marvel because you love these stories, you know. Joss Whedon, yeah. will you please direct movies yeah. and write for, you know, Marvel? This... That's a great point. Uh, I can't remember any other time where an industry uh, was looking out for fans of that industry. You know? Like, they're actually hiring comic book lovers, people who love right. Disney movies. You know, they're hiring and bringing them in versus, you know, some fucking schlub at, you know, Charles Schwab that kind of knows how to run a company. You know, he's all, only looking for money. Right. Whereas you're bringing in fans and they're going to put more heart into their projects. Right. Um, and they're going to be a higher quality project. And they get a better financial return hmm. on the product. So... Interesting, yeah. So there, I mean, there's there's fair arguments on Disney's part. I don't think we've lost Peter Parker from the MCU. No, I doubt it. I you know they're too they're too intertwined. They're symbiote. Yeah. You know, people have to deal with that. Um, so so we're gonna, I guess the next thing we're gonna go to is D twenty three. Yeah, it's a big day for D twenty three. It is Disney. Uh... <laughs> Disney stole the day for sure. Yeah, and they're gonna own the whole media cycle for probably a good three weeks and then um, they're going to put something else out. You know, They're going to keep it going. Star Wars, they're coming up on Star Wars. So they're going to drop D23 stuff and then they're you know going to drop Star Wars and then they're going to drop another fucking show. I mean, yeah. like, their marketing is brilliant. Yeah. No, it, it really is. And they, they hit it from a lot of different points because they get you in the park. They get, the smartest thing they're doing right now and I actually think it's a better idea than buying a video game company. I always wondered why they have bought Disney. Disney has bought video game companies, but they usually just shut them down. They're usually really small. They don't do anything with them. They shut them down for the most part. But I think the smartest thing that uh, Disney has done lately is Disney Plus, and I haven't even seen it. No. I haven't even seen it. It doesn't matter. They are, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's going to blow up the internet when it comes on. Yeah. And for was it eleven ninety nine or fourteen ninety nine for like that Hulu and um, some of these other things, you know that's reasonable it is. But then if you just do Disney Plus because you have the other shit, it's like six ninety nine. Right. Right. Fuck, you have all that shit for six ninety nine. All right, that's one of the 
best things you can buy. You buy so many hours of entertainment for your your whole family, right. you know, and that you know when you're talking about cost benefit analysis, there it is, right there. That's why you buy. That's why you buy Fox. That's why you buy Fox. I mean that that, that was the honest reason. Disney's like, you know what, we need a shit ton more content, and then you get Simpsons. You know what I mean? Then you get Bob's Burgers. Then you get great show. That's a good pull, man. Yeah, I love Bob's Burgers. <laughs> I watch it every day. For, I have for a long time, like to fall asleep to, because I yeah, I'm, I'm right not there. gonna miss every night, so I can just listen to it and it just. Oddly enough, I don't think I've ever watched a full episode just like front to back, because every time I put it on, it's when I'm going to sleep. So right. I've seen but, so many episodes, and not because I want to. It's just, I'm the same with like Family Guy. Yeah. Yeah, I can. I used to do that with that show. I mean, I go through I'm surprised phases, it's still on. Right now, it's a Bob's Burgers phase for me. Yeah, we were, just came out of a South Park phase. So, you know, I like to think I grew up with pretty liberal parents. Right. Um, and so at like nine years old, I'm watching Lost Boys and I'm watching Nightmare on Elm Street. My parents kind of let me do whatever, watch whatever I want. And so I'm not quite taking that same approach to my 11 year old, but I'm like, yeah, it's not that bad. So I'm introducing them to all sorts of movies. Like, Yeah, we did that. We were, we were, uh. Me and my wife were pretty uh, flexible on what the kids watched. For the most part. I remember one time the kids, it was like a Halloween season was coming up. And so I I thought they were old enough. I was like, do you want to watch, I think it was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I don't remember how old they were, but they seemed like old enough for some reason to me. And it was the remake, not the old one. And like the first scene, like... They were eyes were welling. I was like, never mind. Let's just watch Hocus Pocus. <laughs> yeah, I cannot get my kids. I love horror movies. Right, it's like one of the, my favorite things in the whole world. And I cannot get my kid to watch anything remotely scary. If there is scary trailers in the movie theater, he has to duck away. And you know, I love him for that. You know, I love him just like I don't like that shit. Like that doesn't make me happy. But it's like it's one of those things. Like I go see horror movies with my dad. Um, that's one of the things that I love doing with him is going to do that. So I'm like, come on, Dante, don't you want to watch a scary movie? Interesting. Yeah, see, you you know what? Horror movies, the thing that has scared me more than anything else, or at least one of the things that stood out, is I was like 16 years old. This is not going to... I can think of two horror movie stories. And that, that just freaked me out. Number one, and the, neither of them are... Anyhow, they're not that interesting. But you're going to have to hear about them because I thought about it. Number one, I was I had, my dad had fallen asleep, and I and I lived in the basement where everybody else lived upstairs, which was cool. You know, you're 16, you, you live in the basement, people leave you alone. But I came out to like wake him up and be like, Dad, like go to bed. I had woke up in the middle of the night, like one something in the morning, and then on the TV, I'm just standing there watching. It goes to commercials, and then it just shows like this girl in a bikini standing next to a lake, and like. It, it looked like a beer commercial. I don't know how else to describe it. It looked like a beer commercial. It looked like, like beer was floating through the water, going to the middle. And then all of a sudden, it what looked like a beer flies through the air. And you think she's going to catch her. Some cool dude's going to catch it. But no, it's uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like six. Which by that time, I got really stupid. But I wasn't expecting it. It was one of those weird scares that I was like, oh my dad, oh my god, dad, get up, go to bed. That was the, that it just, it stuck out. I was like, because it, it lured me in with the comfort that I was like, oh, it's a beer commercial. Something goofy's going to happen. Spuds McKenzie's going to 
jump out and ride a skateboard, and that was absolutely not it. Second time, watching a movie, uh, and uh, I'm watching Twister. I'm laying in my room, and I'm watching Twister, and... Uh, Great horror movie. Oh, no, yeah, a wonderful <laughs> horror movie. And so, as as it's going, I had not seen the movie, so I'm watching it on VHS. It's the middle of the night, once again. They go through this whole thing, a bunch of shit happens, and then the next thing, the next cut, the scene cut, is to the fucking girls from The Shining. Just standing there in front of the elevator, and like, if you've seen the movie Twister, it is not a, they do not use a short segment of that. They probably use a good, maybe 45 seconds, they, they leave that scene on. You don't know they're they're driving for, for a fair amount of time. You know, most places do a quick cut. They, they let that one sit for a while. So imagine watching what you thought a movie about a tornado was all of a sudden, and then it just cuts to The Shining at the one of the scariest parts of The Shining. <laughs> I just jumped up in the middle of the night, and I just, I turned that fucking tape off. I was like, I was like, no, I don't know what's happening, but I can no longer watch any of that movie. I did later find out that they were in a drive and watching the movie The Shining, but that hung way too long. That was a scary. It was a scary experience for me. Hmm. Do you like scary movies, Nancy? I like scary movies. I, I love them, and then I scare myself when I watch them by myself, but I still do it. I don't know why. And, like, I remember watching The Exorcist. I saw that when I was, like, 11 or 12, and it didn't scare me, even. I would watch it, like, by myself at night. And then um, when... I saw my mom years later. She wanted to rent that director's cut, and it had like 11 extra seconds, I think. It was something really small. I was like, oh, it's not going to matter. And then she did that staircase thing, oh, yeah. and it scared the <laughs> shit out of me. And I remember that night, my mom left, and I'm sleeping in my room, and my bedroom door was open, and I just kept imagining that girl running like that upside down from my like down my hallway, and I, I don't know, I just, ah, I didn't sleep at all that night. It scared the shit out of me. I will and say, so, Exorcist, absolutely yeah. my top number one horror movie. Yeah, it's mm. a great movie. It, that's the type of scare I like. It doesn't have to be. I mean, I like the first Saw. Don't get me wrong, but it like it got to be too much. I don't hate them. It's just they're very similar and not scary as oh, much yeah. as you know. So I like the haunting of uh, Hill House. Yes, on Netflix. Yeah, and yes. they're doing the second season right now, and it's yeah. a completely different time, different place. Yeah, Which, but it's really that, that doesn't guarantee that that will be good. They did a good first season. They used the story and they did it well. I'll, I'll be They're intrigued. doing the same thing, though. They're using a, a, an old classic horror, like, I think it's a three or four book series. And right. they're basing it on that. And it'll be loosely based on it, like this one was loosely based on its, you know, original source material. But it's, I kind of, I have faith in them because they did it really good. I'm always disappointed at the end of scary movies, and I don't know why. Every time. Nothing ends good for me. Yeah, here. So the second season of Hill House is going to be uh, The Haunting of Bly Manor. So I don't have time to read the article, so that's as much as you're going to get. Interesting. Google this shit yourself. You can look it up, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, but I think I am so picky about horror movies, and I try to watch a lot of them, and if they stick out to me, like um, Hereditary, I don't know if you guys have seen that. But if you haven't seen it and you kind of like scary movies, watch that one and it will freak you the fuck out. It is a really good horror movie. Um, you know, that I'm so hard to be pleased and surprised by horror movies, and that's one of them. Um, but I keep trying. I just, I don't care. I love shitty good mo- horror movies, good horror movies, really good horror movies. I just love horror movies. 
Yeah. Do you think that Universal can successfully uh, bring back their one of their strongest assets, which are their monsters? They they own the the outset of like the classic movie monsters, Frankenstein, Dracula, uh, the Wolfman. Can those be adapted and can they play it in a Marvel type game? Can they make I would an say entire universe? They used to. Universal shit? made their name on horror movies, yeah. and they can do it again. My idea is that they should probably go and hire somebody that works for Kevin Feige at Disney who yeah. knows and has had success and can build a big franchise. Like they don't need a, a you know a huge universe. They just need like five uh, different people. They don't have the massive size of the Marvel. You know, bring in that guy. He I think the horror movies would tie in really well. And then don't fucking cast Tom Cruise in your stupid horror movie. Yes. Somebody better. <laughs> Please. He's good at Mission Impossible, not great at horror movies. I'm not a Tom Cruise fan. Yeah, there's there's movies. No. Here's the weird thing about Tom Cruise. It's like there's sometimes where like you see a movie, you're like, cool, that makes sense, Tom Cruise. But then there's other times where he's just Tom Cruise. He's he's like half part of my Nicolas Cage problem, going back to that, is that he's always Nicolas Cage in every movie. And I can't see past him being Nicolas Cage. Tom Cruise has that in like half the movies. In in half his movies, he's great. He he understands the character, he develops the character, you're no longer looking at Tom Cruise. But the other half of the movies, he's you're like, oh, it's Tom Cruise. Why is Tom Cruise there? I can't get past that. It's him being there. So everybody probably just has that one actor that most people really are love, and then you're always like, I don't get why everybody loves that one person. Mine is Tom Cruise. Yours is Nicolas Cage. What's yours? Bruce Willis. Really? I get I can't, that. I can't stand. I see it. And that all stems from he's made some real shitty, stupid movies, and then um, him and Kevin Smith got in this like epic like battle um, when they're making a Cop Out, and the story that Kevin Smith of how big of a douchebag Bruce Willis is. Um, other than it was just unbelievable the story that he was telling about how shitty this guy was. Like you know, if he I just he just didn't feel like working, and so they held a fucking. Um, do the whole shot with him just like sitting there not doing his dialogue so Tracy Morgan had to um, like jump in and do all the dialogue and like instead of you know bantering back and forth it's a, now it's a fucking five minute monologue and Bruce Willis just wouldn't say the lines wouldn't do anything wow. and that story just got to me and I was like that really fucking sucks but I will never watch this guy's shit did you like him prior to that I did that's the problem point? I love that fucking guy like he was good in um... Die Hard Disney's the kid. Well, yeah. But well, Disney's no, the, the kid. kid. Yeah, he's great. He's done really funny shit. Like, I really liked him, but as soon as I heard that story, he's like, I won't watch any of his shit. Mm, I don't know why I'm watching And he just plays, movies he plays fucking are. Bruce Willis in every movie. You know, yeah. you're saying Tom Cruise kind of, but Bruce Willis plays Bruce Willis in every movie. That's yeah. fair. It's the same exact I, character. Me, I was saying that the other day to you, I think. Yeah. I think I about Bruce Willis specifically, like two days ago. What are the odds? I haven't talked about Bruce Willis in probably five years, and this is. That's funny they were talking about this <laughs> Magic. Hudson Hawk is an amazing movie. Hudson Hawk is an amazing Bruce Willis movie. Have you I seen Hudson Hawk? I am not. Oh, it's great. He's a cat burglar. Everyone should watch Hudson Hawk. I'm sure it's not streaming that anywhere. That didn't intrigue anybody. <laughs> it, it is. Bruce He's Willis a as a cat burglar. You've got to watch it. No, that's, uh, that's all I'm going to give away because it's really... Just IMDb, they should, you know, decide if you like it or not. It's No, it's watch the whole movie. It's really weird, especially if you go into the premise thing that he's just a cat burglar. Get high, say, hey, 
I was listening to the Mile High podcast, and James said to watch this Bruce Willis movie, Hudson Hogg. He's a cat burglar. And then smoke some weed, and then watch the movie, and at the end, you'll be like, why the fuck did he only tell me that he was a cat burglar? Because there's so much more to this movie. But He's it's, a cat burglar with heart. Nope. He's just a bad... He, I can't... You watch it. Get stoned and watch it. Don't learn anything about it. Just go rent it from your local... Uh, Really? No, d- download it. It's somewhere. There's one blockbuster up in Oregon. I think they might have Hudson Hawk available in VHS and DVD. I have Hudson Hawk on VHS. I guarantee you, you I have do? it. Yeah, I have of it somewhere in my garage That's right funny. now. That's so, so, what else came out in D23? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Man, we zoned out on that. Okay. Yeah, so D23, a lot of things. So, we're going to get She Hawk. Which is going to be pretty amazing. Uh, we're going to get Moon Knight. Uh, they've showed pictures. They showed the picture of the Lady and the Tramp live action thing. It looks weird. Because <laughs> I don't know. Is that the dog where they, that they yeah. found from the shelter? Yes, yes. it is. Aww, yeah. I love that story, of course. I th- and that, the dog is really fucking cute. And I think the biggest news out of D23, um, besides the Moon Knight... Um, show which everybody has been rumoring that it's going to be a, given a movie in the universe. Um, they fucking dropped the Mandalorian uh, trailer, and that show looks unbelievable. John Favreau is leading that, um, and John Favreau is just an amazing filmmaker, and he takes the fucking Star Wars universe and makes a long drawn out show. That thing looks amazing. I it's not going to be like Game of Thrones. They, that's what I had read about it. Is that was, I, I haven't seen the trailer. I'm, no, I'm, I didn't get to see it either. Uh, and, and it just came out not more than a couple hours ago. So, uh, but it looked. You know, I made my kid and I watch it, and we were fucking blown away. It looks amazing. Obi Wan Kenobi is going to get a yeah. series. That'll be with Ewan McGregor. You know, he was great. You know, you shit on the prequels all you want. Ewan McGregor was fucking amazing in that series. Yeah, no, I, I actually, I, I do think Ewan McGregor was one of the better things about the original. There was there were so many hopeful things about that original series. Like, even if I watch it now, I'm like, damn it, man. There's, there's parts of those movies where I just go, damn it. Damn it. And it actually, I will say it, it ruined the original three for me. The, the first three ruined the original three Star Wars because then I had to watch, I'll watch those first three and then I'll go back and watch the original three and now I know more of the story and that part of the story makes me so mad in so many different ways. I'm like, I hate everybody in this movie. I don't care, C-3PO. And so it really did. It really tainted. That's probably yeah. why I think Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie because the rest of them are just, I don't know. Well, I think that's why they you know did all the Clone War um, shows and all the other animated shows that they do. They're like, Okay, so here's how we're going to connect the prequels with the original three, because we, you know, fucked up a lot of the mythology yeah. with these prequels. And so, like, this is how this happened, and you know, they're trying really hard to make everything fit together. Which, you know, going back to the Marvel thing, it's like they just went out the gate and just like eh, let's make it a universe and let's see, you know get really good people to do it. You know, Star Wars is having struggles, and I think these last movies have been. Amazing. I think they're definitely back on track, but you know they're having trouble trying to interconnect all their stories, like their universes and shit. I truly think everybody talks about Marvel being brilliant about it. I said I think a lot of them lucked out on a lot of things, and that's why the entire universe is made up of ninety second 
end credit scenes that continue a story or set up a new story that they didn't really know if they could do. You know, they could have very well had Nick Fury come in and talk about the Avengers to Tony Stark in the first Iron Man movie and done nothing else. Nothing was ever set in stone. It just makes them look smart because they have an idea of where their story is going to go and they're like, let's do this. And then they the movie sells enough and they stay close enough to what they set up. They, they do have very few, like, misses in that department as far as what they predicted they were going to do. But I don't necessarily think, like, they knew from the very beginning where it was all going to end. Well, I know they say point. that they would do, but yeah. I think they're bullshitting. After I wrote something, I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, I sat down at the very beginning and I knew exactly how my story was going to get, where we wanted this whole story to go. I mean... But if, uh, you know, John, once again, John Favreau, who's yeah. doing The Mandalorian, if he hadn't just fucking knocked Iron Man out of the park, him and Robert Downey Jr., you know, you wouldn't get Endgame, you wouldn't have gotten Infinity Wars. Uh, it would have just been like maybe one or two movies here, but John Favreau and Robert Downey Jr. just fucking knocked out of the park. And set the stage for twenty three movies yeah. and beyond. They're, you know they have shit planned out for the next decade, and they haven't even touched X Men or Fantastic Four. Yeah. That's true. All right, now, I'm off. I, I, sorry, I just want to say I want to amend my statement um, about the big news being the Mandalorian trailer. I think the biggest news that come out of D twenty three, new Phineas and Ferb movie, Phineas and Ferb. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the universe, uh, according to Candace, or like Candace. Rules the universe or some shit like that. Yeah, additionally, uh, Phineas and Ferb, a movie called Candace against uh, the universe. And on Disney+, Plus, you get all prior episodes of Phineas and Ferb. So you can watch all that. And You want to talk about a uh, show to watch when you're high? That and Spongebob, Phineas and Ferb and Spongebob are two best fucking movies or shows to watch when you're high. Cartoons right now? Yeah, I mean... I don't have to watch cartoons anymore. <laughs> but I see the commercials for them. They look... I mean, I watch some, I admit. Because you're not a 40-year-old boy child. I am definitely a 40-year-old boy child. And I will go back to watching, I will fucking watch Smurfs, because like, that's the only thing that I want to, well, Smurfs are on. Do go. they have new Smurfs? Is there a new no, Smurfs? I'm, okay. you no, know, I'm going back to old school Saturday morning. I just cartoons. wanted to, yeah, I wanted. I didn't know. Oh, that I watched was... that, yeah. But, I don't know. Saturday morning cartoons are weird. And they're kind of sexist, and there's a lot of... Bad imagery, especially if you start going back. Depending on how far you go back, there's some weird shit that you look at as an adult that wasn't even like jokes necessarily for adults, but they're like time capsules of society at that time. Yeah, like some racism. Yeah, there's some subtle racism. No, it's not subtle. Yeah. Looking like Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Old cartoons are great, but sometimes when you get to the end of it, you're like, man, man, I don't think... They should have said half of what they just said in that episode. <laughs> yeah, that's why I find going back and watching these cartoons are so fun. Even the SpongeBob's of the world, yeah, because they are they are like you said, they're little snapshots right. of where the world was at that point. Right. I like Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah, that's yeah, a great one. Yeah. you know there I that you know Dante loved a lot of cartoons, and so as a, a parent, you go you're a parent of two kids, and you know that. You know, you have some of the shows that your kids like, and you have some of the shows that your kids watch that you can't fucking stand. Yeah. And so I was like, you want to watch Spongebob, right? You want to watch Phineas and Ferb, right? Because it's either that or fucking, like, Wonder Pets or some shit. So, and I don't want... When the kids were little, little, maybe I'm not thinking of the same thing. 
Wonder pits, wonder pits. We're on our way. <laughs> okay, yeah, it is. But it used to just be a short little excerpt in between cartoons when my boys were little on whatever channel it was. No, they had full on 30 minute episodes and Caillou and shit. Like, oh, oh we God. did not watch Caillou. God. I didn't Caillou realize that Caillou was so awful until uh, Christmas and my parents invite us over for Christmas Eve and we were going to watch a movie and they started playing the Caillou Christmas and I wanted to fucking shoot myself in the face after about 20 minutes and it was like it felt like a three hour long movie I'm sure it was only like an hour and a half but it really <laughs> felt like three hours it was I, the worst I fucking agree, Christmas movie ever Caillou is awful I just put up with him because he has cancer so is that really established or is that just <laughs> no that's a he just can't grow hair no, Caillou's like, horrible. You know, has no Charlie Brown disease. I don't know. He's a brat. <laughs> he gets away with everything that he ever asked for. His parents never... Yeah, Caillou's a brat. Um, we are coming to an hour, which was pretty cool. So we're going to do a speed round at the end of the show. And then I'll let everybody say something. You probably know a lot about what happened at D23. You do not. I did not get to... Yeah, I didn't even so, know I was doing this until... What we're going to do is we're just going to do... I'm going to let you guys know something that they made... Uh, an announcement of in D23. And I just want your initial reaction. A quick sentence. Popping it out. I will uh, say your name and you start and then the other person can answer and then maybe I'll say something funny. Who knows? Let's try out. So That's so complicated. It's it's very easy. It'll, okay. You'll get it as it's going on. So the first one's going to go to Nancy. They announced that they will be launching the Lizzie McGuire show and Hilary Duff is coming back to play the main character in her 30s. What do you think about that? Um, as long as they do it right, it could be cute. Hillary Duff was great; she's adorable. Yeah, I've never actually seen uh, Lizzie McGuire, but I do know Hillary Duff. I find her adorable. Dave, Lizzie McGuire. I cannot give any opinion because I don't even know what Lizzie McGuire is. Well, I know who Hillary Duff is, and that's about it. But I don't have any idea what Lizzie McGuire is. Yeah, I know that exactly. was Hillary Duff's original like Disney character. I'm getting that because people are pretty happy that she's on there. I'm like, yeah. she must have been in the original one, right? And imagine, yeah, I, that's weird. That's our weird <laughs> one. Okay, um, ready, Dave? We'll start with you. High School Musical: The Series. So Disney Glee. What do you think? <laughs> I, well, my uh, nephew and my niece are really into like musicals and shit, and they really love it, so it's great for them. I could give a shit less about High School Music whatsoever. Nancy. I am not a fan of the original, so meh. Uh, listen, I like Zach Efron. Zach Efron's great, um, but I and I love The Descendants, so maybe I'm judgmental because I haven't t- given time to watch it. I don't it. dislike The Descendants. Yeah. You know I, that. My niece and nephew were actually just in the um, High School Musical production at the Arvada Center. Oh, cool. Interesting, interesting. The High School Musical, that was a movie that has got transferred into a High School Musical. The meta, the meta universe we live in is weird. Okay, um, Nancy, Forky Ask a Question is one of several new Pixar series coming from Disney+. Plus. This show is a series of shorts in which Forky, the new character from Toy Story 4, asks questions about the world around him. What kind of questions? Did they I give have examples? no idea. They give us no examples. I think that could be. Really, I love Forky, so I mean, yeah. I mean, as long as he's not still asking about trash and like, you know, let's move. That's the now. kind of show I want is him to ask the most ridiculous, mundane questions <laughs> for thirty minutes yeah, on but, an episode, and he's like, "Why is that? Why? Why? Maybe you should do it to scientists and stuff." What do you think, Dave? Um. I'm more excited for Marvel coming out with a show called What If. It's basically the same thing as this Pixar show, but it's taking Marvel a Marvel approach from like What If Captain America um, was at Hydra, or What right. If um, Tony Stark never came up with 
Iron Man stuff. And that was a popular like comic book series too. Yeah. So it's something, and it's neat because you know Disney owns all those actors, so they're gonna do their actual voices there. It's not like you're changing out actors like they do in DC all the time. Um, all right, Monsters as Work, a show based on Monsters Inc. Dave, what do you think? It's Love it. Anything Pixar does, you know, I'm all for. And they have, as long as they have fucking uh, the original cast, it's gonna be great. Are they gonna have? Sorry. No, yeah, they're gonna have. They are gonna have. Oh wait, Goodman? no, no. Uh, ben Feldman leads the voices. Lead, lead the character Tyler Tuskman. So they'll probably be part of it. You'll probably they'll come. So in. Sully and Mike won't be in it. That's no, this is a scare who arrives on his first day of work to discover the company has swiped the screen power to laugh power. So you've cool. trained your whole life to do one thing, and then you get in there like, hey, so you're a you're a stonographer or whatever. You're a sonographer. We have a computer. <laughs> You're a stonographer. <laughs> I am a stonographer. Yeah, that was the that's guy. Been, who, that's well established. That was the guy who, who who had a job that the computer just came in and took. You trained the whole time to do it, and they're like, "Oh no, a computer does that now." He's like, "Fuck, man! I went to school to be a scare." <laughs> um, Marvel's in game, Avengers in game will be. That's a stupid thing. Nobody cares. It it comes out on December 11th. I don't want anybody to respond to that because that's useful what if you are actually already took this one so we'll start with you dave uh what would happen if pinky card had been given the super super serum instead of steve rogers i think that'd be really cool you know i think peggy carter plays such an integral part of the captain america lore that um they really share a lot of the same values so i think she would have been an amazing captain america interesting what do you think about a what if show where you can get all those main actors to do an animated thing Mm, I don't know. Sometimes I struggle when they get too creative. I, I kind of like class. I, I like. I'm not sure. I struggle to change my concept with certain people. I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense now. Which one's real? So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna sound like that douchebag as I put air quotes in the air. Um, in the comic books, uh, Captain America. There was a great series where Captain America became Hydra, and it's called Secret Empire. And it was fucking. I'm just really getting into comic books with my kid. And it blew me away. But seeing Captain America, who is Captain America, as, like, big Hydra is really very interesting. Hmm. Yes. Hmm is the exact reaction, which I assume, because, you know, that is that guy conversation. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's that guy. Uh, I'm not really like that. That's no, I, I just, get it, and I, I respect, I have to be honest, I've never been really big into comic books, not even as a kid. So, in that way, I don't have that attachment and but i respect it and i understand like you know i i get it i'm sure that i'm not seeing the whole picture but i don't always i just struggle i get used to what i get used to it's done what about the world according to jeff goldblum isn't that a that sounds like a stoner show i wrote a um yeah i wrote a part for jeff goldblum he's like one of my favorite people in the entire world <laughs> yeah i think he's yeah i th- i'm uh Hilarious. He's fucking. Yeah. He's and he's a genuinely nice guy. He yeah. fucking. He has a food truck. And he, well, he goes. Yeah. He was just in Denver, and he had his food truck in the Civic Center. Yeah. Weird. Weird. That would have been interesting. Yeah, he plays be. jazz. No, he's just fucking cool as shit. Yeah. He's now, great in Ragnarok. Yeah, and yeah. so the idea of watching him roll around to different countries. The description literally says it would follow. It will follow Jeff Goldblum as he explores mundane objects and reveals scientific and historical information about things from tattoos and ice creams to RVs and denim. So it's like. And this will be on Disney, Disney Plus. Channel or just Disney Plus. D- Disney Plus. <laughs> so look at that. That's that fun. Be no? good. Yeah, yeah, I think that'll be fun. Yeah, uh, you know what? You know, all you're basically doing is just like 
make me salivate because I'm already going to buy their shit. So right. you're just like, here's more shit that you're going to get. Right. right. Here, yeah, well, of course. And then they're just building out of their theme park. I don't know. It is a beast. We didn't intend to talk entirely about Disney. And the first half hour. I don't think we did. Yeah, I think we did for like a good maybe 10 solid minutes. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, but the first half hour, if you want to hear us talk about everything else or random stuff, the first half hour is all over the place. All right, so this is the second show. Uh, Nancy, we're glad that you came in and uh, set in for Chris. Glad to be here. Uh, maybe we'll see Nancy again. And if, like we said, James at milehighpodcast.net. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember How do you the. I not remember Mile the High. Name. I'm, I'm going to say it at the end of the show. That's the weird thing. I know milehighpodcast.net. It's James at milehighpodcast.net. I'm so proud of you. You did I, it. I, I, I remembered it this time. Um, Dave, anything you want to say before we close out the second show? No, man. I was uh, you know a little bummed out because we missed uh, episode one. Um, and there's some really funny shit that we talked about, but, you know, this is a great way, you know, we kept the momentum going and this is a fuck ton of fun. Thank you so much, you know, Nancy, come back again anytime because you were great. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I hope to be back. And actually, and everyone like and subscribe, uh, listen to us. Where are we going to be? So we're going to start uploading this into SoundCloud to just when we're getting started. Um, if you guys have any uh, products you want to sell or if you want to come in and, and join us, uh, please email at milehighpodcast.net. It is stuff we messed up at milehighpodcast.net. As you can tell. I about fucked up that email address too. Stuff I messed up, our email address. Yeah, I thought we had both of them. One, one was a... What was the troublesome one? Was the stuff it was the we, fucked up one. Yeah. I got rid of that. <laughs> Interesting. So it's, we only are targeting 13-year-olds still. Um, so, um, yeah. So, yeah, email us. Yeah, get get on the show. As you can clearly tell, I'm the one who had the microphone, and Dave did all the other work on this. So that's, that's how that well, played out. Uh, speed of more shit, I, uh, we're going to have our Facebook. As soon as I launch the episode on the SoundCloud, I'll go ahead and publish the Facebook page. Um, haven't done Instagram or Twitter, but I'm only one person. So, um, those will come eventually. Yeah, if you really like sort of social media and you work for free or weed and you want to manage our social media, contact us at stuff, stuff we, we messed, messed up, up at milipodcast.net. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. So proud of us all. Yeah, see, so we So, that was a good second show. Uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing you next week. We're going to do this for. Uh, about three more weeks, and then I have to step away for one week. But uh, and then, uh, so we'll do that, right. and then uh, Chris will come back, and who knows? We'll see what else happens. Uh, Dave, always a pleasure, man. All right, have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. Let's not erase this one. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Mile High Podcast. Please contact us at stuff we mess up at milehighpodcast.net. And as always, good night and pleasant dreams.